Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, this is Connie. Welcome to today's Lenten Podcast, which is a reading from Mark chapter 13. Listening to yesterday's podcast, I can guess what you are expecting from today's. My fellow podcaster, my pastor no less, set me up. I have a few things I could say in response, but I gave up ill will and negativity for Lent. <laughs> oh, Peter. Um, all right, let's, let's get into today's passage. My Bible has subheadings in this passage, which include the Great Tribulation and the Return of Christ. Now, Peter and I did have a similar thought on one thing. You read through yesterday and today's passages and you think it's definitely sermon-worthy material, but then you wonder what you're going to do with it for a few-minute devotional. This passage begins right on the heels of talking of the woes of the tribulation, and you can pick up on the, I'll call them the heavier aspects. There will be false prophets, the sun will be darkened, heaven and earth will pass away. Be on the alert so you don't miss out. While 2 Timothy reminds us all scripture is profitable for teaching, I decided for a Lenten devotional to look for what in the reading helps us better understand who Jesus is and what we can learn to better follow him. And I looked for the hope in the passage. Something that stood out that was hope-filled was the parable of the fig tree, starting in verse 28. We are in the midst of spring in the Puget Sound. Now, I am currently out of state and understand you are experiencing some stormy weather this week, but I know before I left, the blooming trees and spring flowers were beautiful, and I always feel a boost of hope when things begin to blossom, and I often start thinking ahead to summer. So when Jesus talks of the fig tree sprouting and knowing summer is near, I can relate to that and see that he is providing a message of hope. And I want us to hold on to that cheeriness that that hope provides as I move into unpacking more of this passage. In the reading, we are now past Palm Sunday and heading towards the Last Supper and Judas's betrayal of Jesus. Jesus is spending time preparing his disciples for his departure, but also for his return. We are fortunate because we are on the other side of that first Easter. But for the disciples, they hear him talking of his return, but they haven't yet fully grasped that he's leaving. He confirms that we won't know the day and the hour of his return, but that we should know the signs and gives the warnings to be on the alert. So that prompts questions like, how are we living while waiting for Christ's return? Remember, I told you to hold on to that message of hope because not to be dark, but any given day and time could be our individual time to meet Christ. Are we ready for that? And what's it mean to be ready? It doesn't mean that every day we are to be living perfectly. But have we recognized Jesus as our Lord and Savior? And are we attempting to live lives submitted and surrendered to his kingship? Personally, I don't think the point of Jesus' words are to direct us to making end-time predictions, but he's guiding us to live lives submitted to him, like he submitted to his Father. 
Verse 32 says that now concerning that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels nor the Son, only the Father. Jesus did not know because in his humanity, he fully submitted to the will of his Father. A couple of verses later is the story of the man going on a journey, and he gives authority to his servants. Now, I've read this story many times before, but this time it really struck me as an awesome illustration. And here was this parallel that I thought of. Think about if or when you have left your home to someone else's care. Whether you've gone on vacation or maybe had maintenance or remodel work done, you leave instructions and give permission, authority over certain things. And then you have high expectations for the workers because often you pay a lot for the service and you care very much about your home and its furnishings. Now think of Christ. He's telling his disciples he's leaving. He cares very much that his work of saving the lost should continue. And he paid a very high price for that to happen. And he has expectations for his followers until he returns. Back to the parable of the fig tree. That section began with the hopeful words of a blossoming tree and ends with verse 31 when Jesus says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I think this highlights the eternal truth of God's word, and those are words of hope for us. God's word is our foundation, our compass. It is stability in unstable times. It is certainty when nothing else seems certain. And the darker the times, the greater the opportunity the light of God's truth has to shine. So this declaration that Jesus makes, my words will never pass away, is a reminder of where we can put our trust. And there is much hope in that, right? We are heading into the final stretch of Lent, looking forward to celebrating that hope of Easter. So what are we investing our time and energy in? What do we put our trust in? Worldly things that will pass away? Or can we do a better job of focusing on eternal things? Jesus was laser focused on the need, the mission, and setting up the second stringers, the disciples and us to take over until the time of his return. Are we fulfilling the mission, living ready? From that same section of 2 Timothy that I referenced earlier, we are to be prepared in and out of season, meaning being ready to serve God anytime he calls us. I admit that many days my prayer is, Come, Lord Jesus. But if I'm being truthful, I know I'm not always living like I'm ready to meet Christ face to face. So I'm thankful for the reminder in this passage to not become spiritually asleep, but to be on the alert, submitting to his will and living his mission. I want to be able to make the missionary Jim Elliott's words my own. He said, I seek not a long life, but a full one like you, Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, blessed be your name. We praise you for your Son who you sent to show us the way and who will return in glory. As we await Christ's return, bless our efforts to live worthy to carry on his mission. Help us to keep our focus on you and your eternal perspective. 
The Lord is our rock, our compass, our inspiration and motivation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are trustworthy and we can put our confidence and hope in you. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.